Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to In Reality, the Mirrors TV podcast. Every week we talk about our favourite shows. I'm Vicky Newman from the online showbiz team. I'm joined today by my colleague Kylo Sullivan. And we're going to be chatting a bit about what's been happening in TV over the weekend. So X Factor was so exciting. I mean, it really, it got really dramatic. We were obviously over the Saturday, Saturdays to the Sunday, we were left with thinking, oh my God, Talia Dean, the, one of the favourites to win the show. Yeah. Is, she, is she out? And when Nicole made that controversial decision... Um, and luckily she was brought back. I mean, I think we were all surprised that she was yeah. brought back. A real big shock. Um, but no, it was it was very dramatic. It was one of the one of the most um, exciting ones I think there's ever been. I love Six Chair Challenge. I just love the drama. I just like it's just so enticing when everyone it's just so on edge. I love it, it. And it does some of it does seem a bit a bit set up, but that's what we love. We love we love the drama of it. And yeah, to see the the. The, the crushing disappointment on their faces mm. when they get the chair removed and the crowd the crowd gets so into it and you saw a lot the crowd was really influencing the judges um, getting people to come back and get swapped and they, I mean they sort of cheer for a lot of people they're also quite ruthless they're sort of like oh yeah. number two number three get rid of them did you see there was a bit where I think there was the groups and there was one of the girl groups and there were um, so Simon was trying to make a decision on who he was going to swap out and then one of the girls noticed someone in the crowd and she was like pointing at them going look they're saying number two and like it must be devastating you stood there and someone's yeah, going get rid of that <laughs> <laughs> no it is harsh but I mean it'd be interesting to see what actually goes through the judges heads because you must think they look at the list before they go into that audition and think yeah. these are the six I want but then I don't know yeah, how much are they swayed by that performance in front of them the crowd the, the emotions on the day because they must get swept up by it I mean yeah obviously like you say the crowd have done a few this year where they've just chanted like seat 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 and get them bring them back and everything and obviously Sharon like totally did a U-turn on one of her decisions because of what the crowd said and so it is it is interesting that the crowd does have a, a lot of input I would say in that um, and then whereas next week when we go to judges' houses, obviously it's literally just there, the bare bones, they're, they're much more exposed um, and we'll, we'll see how they do there. And we'll see people jumping in pools because oh, yeah. that is be the done. standard <laughs> judges' houses celebration, and the, jump in a pool. And, the, and the, 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 the tension and the drama of when they get told if they've made it or through. I mean, no one can, I mean, one of the greatest moments in the next fact of history is Ryland when Without he found out. Without a doubt. Um, He'll he'll as much he can do as much presenting on this one as he likes. He'll never get over that, will he? He'll never live that down. It was fantastic, um, but yeah. So they're obviously trying to make a few changes and stuff as they try every year. One of the changes they've said they were going to make this year, but I don't think it's actually made any difference whatsoever. Is separating the judge on six chair challenge who's deciding. 
So like they're sat on their own, but they're not. They're just a few feet no, away from the others. It, it just means you get some good shots of when they make a, a bad decision and, and the judges no, turn no, around. I know, yeah. yeah. And then you had like, yeah, Nicole storming off. Was it at the end of Simon's one yeah. where she stormed off? It was a bit odd. I it literally makes no difference whatsoever to the actual decisions that are made, though, does it? Yeah. And then, I mean, there was. But I thought the odd moment this weekend as well was when Simon put his hand up. I can't remember who was it during. Yeah, it wasn't Louis, during. It wasn't was his it category. I can't no. remember. Was it Louis? I, I think can't it remember. was Louis. Yeah. He put his hand up. I thought, oh, how dare he? He's like, this isn't working. Can you imagine one of the others did that during his one? Hell on. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, he's the boss man, though. He oh, can't be oh, yeah, doing exactly. that. <laughs> Is there anyone that you're, like, you're gutted who hasn't gone through? Because I'm really sad that Benji didn't get through. Yeah, it was, it was the freeway sing-off, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, he, he, he really he did let himself down, though. It, was, it, wasn't, oh, no, it wasn't up to his normal standard, was it? And he's so sweet and he's so talented. And I feel really sad for him. I felt I felt sad when you had the the two brothers going straight after each other. <gasps> yeah. Um, and obviously, um, you had you had one one of them, yeah, getting getting booted off. Um, and then you had Leon, who was, who sort of made it through in the end after all that drama. Yeah, but he um, got a seat originally, didn't he? And then the brother got an oar, and he got sent off, and then he kind of swapped in and out. Yeah. But um, yeah. So. And then you've obviously got the the new the new band, yeah. Formed of the formed of the girls, the, the girls. And then you had the, the and then the random up, girl who they brought, brought in, in too. And it was sort of you were there listening to it, going, "Has this changed at all? This song with this extra girl?" Uh, I mean, which, <laughs> which group was she in? Because she didn't seem to like go off and discuss with her group. Is it okay if I now go and join this? Yeah, group? yeah, no. She it was just like, yeah, back cool. In. I'm in. Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sort of learn, learn what five words of the song, and yep. then and then straight into the slow motion montage. And all for saying that she didn't know the song at all, she was very quick to. Oh, it was a bit. Pick yeah, it I up. don't know if that's a bit of editing there. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit odd. Yeah, it took her like yeah five minutes to learn the five words, and then yeah, yeah suddenly we're singing the chorus. But yeah, and then as always, there's been fixed claims. People do it every year, but this year it's been because Slavko went through. Well, it, from Nicole I mean, how how I want to know what percentage of his performance was actual singing because most of it was if I had to estimate I reckon probably 3.6% I mean he's singing like <laughs> like if, if you heard that in a club I think you'd appreciate it but I mean yeah it's, not it's very all lyrical, about his plat and then when his plat came off that time oh, God, it yeah. was brilliant to the world <laughs> I mean, Showed him as a interesting. I mean, he, he needs some new moves. He can't just swing it around like that for the rest of the show. Well, I think he can, you know. I reckon he'll go to live shows as well. He's going to be Surely. like the act well, Louis this year. Did, Louis admitted at the very start that one novelty act would get through, and I think it might be him. Yeah, I think it will be, definitely. But he's such a talking point, isn't he? So this weekend, judges' houses, like we've already said. So there's some, there's some good guests this year isn't it obviously Cheryl's back Cheryl's back a lot of excitement it'll be interesting to see the the dynamic of her and Simon I think they're going to bicker a lot well that's what they're like isn't it and there's been stories that he's sort of took the mick out of her for naming her kid Bear and they'll have a bit of bants won't they I mean it'll be be interesting yeah see if there's any snide remarks yeah you've got Stormzy coming in with Nicole that should be fun Um, and biggest shock Louis is not going to Ireland yeah, why why is Louis not going to Ireland? Well, I always love, you know, when he's got Irish people who fly from Ireland to London and then find out they're going back to, back Ireland. to Ireland. They're always a bit like. Oh. I always just remember they did they before they didn't they they didn't reveal who the judge was until yeah. they got to the destination. Yeah. So but so you always have those poor people where you're going Ireland. Ah, oh, 
obviously yeah definitely (laughs) but yeah he's got mika as his guest odd choice because mika's not been around for a while as far as i'm aware of i think they'll have a lot of fun though there'll be a lot of giggling going on there yeah i mean he had some great songs did mika i was a fan back in the day quite yeah say quite a long time ago yeah but a while ago and obviously sharon's got uh kids so the Osbournes. It, the Osbournes. Reform. The Osbournes was such a good show, though. Did you watch it? It, it was, was amazing. It was like <laughs> it was yeah, six share challenge drama, times ten. Times ten, <laughs> definitely. But no, I think it's going to be a good week, though. Today we've got a very exciting guest. It's Mark Feely of Westlife Fame. Hello there. How are ha- you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. It's a it's been a busy few weeks for me, so um, it's fantastic to just be back in London, be back in the suit and the shirt <laughs> which I haven't worn in a while because I've been doing a little bit of work in my house in Ireland so I've been more sort of in the overalls and getting a bit kind of stuck in and a bit muddy and all that. Um, so it's nice to kind of shave the beard off, get the suit <laughs> on and just be back in London really and be seeing everyone in the industry yeah. again and yeah, it's, it's good fun. Well, 12-year-old me is so excited right now <laughs> Really, I really. Was like, Westlife super fan galore. So you're making me feel old then Thank you <laughs> Well no Because that was only Six years ago <laughs> Okay So that, that means <laughs> Even older <laughs> But uh, yeah I mean I was like My room was a shrine oh. I went to all the concerts Well I have to say All the concerts up. So I assume you went To the metro Yeah really, Yeah. So all the concerts up there were, You know there's certain areas um, That just have a louder audience yeah, I, I feel like the further north we went, the the, the audience the audiences got louder. Um, we, are, we are quite a loud bunch. Yeah, Belfast, um, Glasgow, and Newcastle was always one of the. And Newcastle is kind of slightly bigger than some of the other arenas as well, mm. as far as I remember. So, yeah, um, and Newcastle was actually the, the the place that we played our very first ever arena tour, and we went from no gigs, no tours whatsoever, straight into arenas, and so um, that was very tough to go yeah. because we had these in-air monitors to deal with and I mean we had never heard a crowd really that big scream straight at us and sing our songs but it meant that, that you me. couldn't quite hear yourself <laughs> singing <laughs> so thanks for not listening to me sing and screaming <laughs> no no it was, it was amazing it was just a real big learning curve and yeah. we didn't have much time to get used to it you know I actually saw you when you were west side right okay remember that on, on tour with Boyzone was it or yeah. smash it's yeah. Paul Winners Party. No, it was that you are supporting boys. Or yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, funny enough, I do remember very well. Um, <laughs> that was the first time we ever seen an arena crowd in, in real life. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were big boys on fans and they they very much influenced us along with the Baxter Boys and take that to mm. start a boy band in school. So um, to be on tour with them was great. And obviously Louis was our manager and he was their manager. So it was a very exciting time for us. Yeah, I remember I had a lot of very long coats, coats that went right down to my ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, what was it like going straight from? Yeah, you suddenly you're not, not even just doing little gigs and stuff, and then suddenly you're doing the arena tours, and you've got to deal with that fame. Well, basically, we met Louis literally on one Monday, and by the following Monday, he had us supporting the Backstreet Boys in Dublin. So we went from our hometown Sligo, sort of dreaming our heads off and our and our arses off, <laughs> um, you know, wanting to be like the Backstreet Boys, wanting to be like Boys Don't Take That, just complete dreamers, but also very very serious about it at the same time. You know, if you give us even a tiny bit of a chance, we'd bite your hand off sort of thing. And so somehow through Shane's mum, who grew up in the same place Louis grew up, we got in touch with Louis. So Shane and Keen went to meet him in a nightclub. It was actually Ronan Keaton's 21st birthday party. And he was like, I can't manage you. I don't have any time, but um, I'll help you. I'll help you find a manager. 
And so that was amazing. That would have been enough. Um, and then two days later, he was like, um, you need to get some clothes. You need to get in the train to Dublin. You're supporting the Backstreet Boys on Tuesday. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> so we obviously like, you know, screamed the roof off and yeah. ran around That's like mental. maniacs and then pretended to be composed and went to Dublin and tried to be as professional as we could. What was it like? Well, honestly, right. So the night we got up on the train, we went down to the arena, which is the RDS arena where the Backstreet Boys were playing. And we were literally like, you know, window lickers. We were like, <laughs> we were looking in the windows to see if we could see them. And then we seen like this big seven foot security guard. Yeah. And finally we got like a tiny glimpse of one of them, Mick Carter or whoever. And we freaked out. Like, we were like proper fangirl outside the windows. And then the next day for our sound check, we went in and we didn't think we were going to see them. And they were just like playing basketball in front of the stage as we sound checked. And actually, they were very unstarry, like an unHollywood, like or whatever. Oh. Um, a few minutes later, then at catering, we were sitting down and we were like, "Oh my god, we might see them in here." Imagine if they came in. They came in and literally sat at the table with us and were all questions and talking to us. And so, immediately, they were very, very friendly and very nice. Um, you know, Brian literally is like very Christian and very friendly and humble, and um, they were all they were all great. And then they invited us out to an after show party in a nightclub and. By the time they left, we were best mates. It was great. That's so cool. It really was so cool. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not name dropping. Like, we were mega fans of the Backstreet Boys, yeah. you know, above anyone in the world. And so when we met Louis within five minutes, we were already kind of doing these crazy things, you know, and it just went on from there already. Yeah, because that is just so mental how it just changed. Like, people say your life changes overnight, but that was quite literal. Like, genuinely, we were plucked out of Sligo, um, you know, a small, lovely little town, but, you know, a small, quiet quiet enough town in the west of Ireland, and we literally were plucked out of there by Louis and put on the stage with the Backstreet Boys, and honestly, the rest is kind of a blur in a way. I mean, I know kind of what happened, um, but, you know... Soon after, we were meeting record companies that were flying over from England, all the, like Virgin and Sony and all these labels. And I was still in school doing my final exam, so it was like sort of two ends of the spectrum, you know. I remember yeah. we were fly, we were driving to Dublin. Our, my dad drove us up to Dublin to meet Virgin Records in Dublin. It was the night before my English exam, and really oddly, <laughs> did you pass? I, I <laughs> yeah, I, well, I I probably scraped it. Yeah, I did pass, but I don't know how, how much. I can't remember. Now. I conveniently forget the score that I got on my leaving search, which is like the GCSEs. But um, so yeah, and I I actually met my English teacher in like a service station, and it was the night before my mm. English exam where I should have been chained to the desk. And I wasn't, and he wasn't very impressed by me. No, I can't imagine. Are you glad it happened that way, or do you wish it had built up? Well, he was very much. To be honest with you, um, if you have to, if you, if if there's a situation like whether it be the X Factor or like our situation that we had, you can go back and repeat your exams. If there's an opportunity there that potentially will never ever happen again, it would be insane not to not to seize the moment. You know, with things like school and exams, like like anybody out there, if you don't if you don't get it or if you fail it or if you miss it um, off the bat because you, you were doing something that might never happen again you can just go back and do it again and that's not an excuse for everyone to not bother there are studying for the exams no, but, but you've got if there's something there lifetime. that means you can't do it you can do it again you know yeah. so what do you think of Louis as an X Factor judge then are you an X Factor fan yeah I mean you know it's it's X Factor is sort of I was watching the George Michael documentary the other night and mm. everyone was saying he's not just like an icon or sort of famous he's like he's in the blood of the nation you know and, and X Factor is sort of 
you know, even people that don't watch it and don't like it are still talking about it, you know. They still see a bit of it. You can't sort of escape it in a way. Mm. Um, but I, I don't personally want to escape it. I kind of enjoy it. I mean, I love good singers and the beauty is no matter how many years the X Factor goes on for, every year someone new might come along and that new Leona Lewis or whoever might just kind of come this year. Um, and I think it's been a while since there has been like a Leona Lewis mm. um, there's been good singers and everything but you know th- th- it's been a while since somebody walks into the audition and you're like oh my god they're going to be huge you know Yeah. Um, so as much as it's been going on for years and years there's always that excitement or possibility that it, the person might walk in at any any moment in time um, and you know look Louis is Louis is funny he, Louis is kind of half comedy and half very serious and he, and he takes what he does very seriously and Louis effectively is a massive music fan himself and he's a massive fan of singers and of songs so as much as he does kind of um, say funny things and have a bit of a laugh he always looks like he's having fun he's taking it very seriously behind it all so um, I think it's a job that means a lot to him and I think that people sometimes are I think his kind of comedy side disarms you a little bit Mm. and maybe people don't realise just how good he is at his job and how much he knows you know and he's a very good judge to be on his team he does get a bit of a stick sometimes doesn't he and there's been like a few years where people have questioned his decisions on taking certain people through to live shows like Jedward and Wagner you know what what do you think about Um, about all that I think at the end of the day if, if I was faced with a Jedward or somebody who was just a mediocre singer that kind of looked like looked good um, I'd pick Jedward you know every day of the week I think first of all the X Factor desperately needs that little bit of light hearted entertainment factor mm-hmm. in the mix um, I think if it was entertainment kind of heavy and wasn't enough singers it would sort of spoil the show but I think it needs a you know, there's all these serious, dramatic moments and all these big, huge ballads and everything, which are amazing, and they make the X Factor what it is. But at the same time, if you didn't have your kind of Jedward, your Honey G, you know, so on and so forth, I think the show would be at risk of people would sort of either get bored or you would. Lo- I mean, I think the Honey Gs and the Jedwards actually make the the sing the ballad singers even better because it shows a bit of light and shade and it's Saturday evening people are having a few drinks watching the show so I think a bit of a bit of crack in the mix isn't uh, yeah <laughs> said the nun to the bishop um, <laughs> but yeah no a bit of, a bit of fun in there is great for for a bit of com- comedic relief or you know lighter entertainment and um, Jedward for very very entertaining in my opinion um, yeah. and in lots of other people's opinion too I mean I think obviously the funny thing about acts like that is that they do last a long time in the contest don't they yeah. you get people who are like oh the like the rubbish there was better people who should have been put through instead but at the end of the day there's a lot of people out there who are obviously voting for them isn't there a lot of people that vote for them a lot of people love them because they simply are entertaining it's like what I always say about comedians for instance is that they make me laugh they make me feel good and therefore I love them you know um, comedians get sticks sometimes as well and a lot of people it's, it's a very taste driven thing and some people don't like oh I hate Russell Brown I don't think he's funny at all or whatever but for me comedians make me feel good and in the same way I'm not calling these guys comedians but there's a, you know, a comedy factor to it mm. like a Jedward or a Honey G make people feel good and people like feeling good and so they like those acts um, and also it's not always like singing and entertainment isn't always about the serious one mm-hmm. so it's it's. I mean why not why I mean you know I'm just trying to think of examples here but there's certain acts through the years that mightn't be the best singer but they're a very good entertainer and so it's not always about the big diva voice you know um, 
Look how the, well Ryland's done. He yeah, was considered uh, the, the joke act, wasn't he, the year he was on? Yeah, I suppose the, the kind of novelty factor is there. Yeah. But, but for me, as I say, the show would lose... The show would be more boring without these people. And um, actually, your your Ryland, your Honey G, your Jedward, they're the ones that actually get everyone to tune in to see what they're going to do next, you know? Yeah. And so without those people, you might miss out on... You know the people are good singers because people mightn't bother tuning in. So you need though that those acts in there that um, that force people to to just not be able to do anything but tune in to see what they're going to do next. You know. Mm-hmm. And what what have you made this year? There's been sort of a push towards people doing their own original material, sort yeah. of writing their own songs. Do you think that that's more likely to uncover some hidden gems um, through that? One hundred percent. I mean, you know, I suppose. We had, you know, Simon and Louis were, were our record company and our manager, uh, respectively, and they, I mean, they, Simon particularly obviously sees that 9 out of 10 or more even of the mainstream successful acts at the moment are, they're either making their own music in their, in their garage or their bedroom or they're writing their own songs. At the moment, it's all about kind of quirkiness and different... Uh, it's everything but your stereotypical pop star, you know. Um, and I don't know how long that will last, but but as it is lasting now, I think they've learnt. Simon and Lou would have very much frowned upon anybody writing their own songs or mentioning the word songwriting. You know, that was that like you know, you literally go up in flames if you mentioned songwriting to them when we first met them. Mm. But I think they've realised that actually, you could miss out on an Adele, you could miss out on a. You know anybody like your Amy Winehouse's and all these people. If they, if if Adele and Amy Winehouse were told you can't write songs, trust me, we've got better songs. I've got a producer in America. Then you know we wouldn't have had them, course, and that would be yeah. an absolute travesty. So I think they've realised that, you know, um, there is going to be that diamond in the rough out there, and so they're obviously kind of um, tuned into that, and so they're allowing people to sing their own songs. I mean, to listen to. 200 people in one day singing original songs could be a bit of a... a I can't think a of a word that's not, that, that's not a curse to say um. that. But, <laughs> a mind f- fook. <laughs> Can I say that on this yeah, radio station? Fine, okay. fine. Anyways, um, yeah, you know what I mean. I think um, as long as it doesn't kind of go into overkill and they're going crazy listening to you know 200 original songs a day, then they'll be fine. Yeah. But, you know, th- those Irish lads that were on, um, the two brothers... Um, there's two English lads as well that were mm. brothers. Like, um, there's a few acts that I heard singing original songs this year, and they were fantastic. Yeah. And more entertaining than hearing, you know, ordinary people or I believe I can fly again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like there's like a certain song every year, isn't there? Or a certain artist that everyone. Yeah. Like I'm this sure. Year, I'm sure. Ed, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Exactly. Um, everyone was doing Shape of You, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. The yeah. And the yeah. thing is, I can see why they all chose that, but unfortunately. It's one of those songs, and, and every year there is say, four or five songs like that that everyone's bound to be singing. Yeah. That's why it's always good to have a second and a third song in your pocket in case, because I've seen situations where someone will start a song and be like, no, I was like, if you can't sing something else, then just leave, you know? And Louis and Simon have said that before. Um, I don't have to show it on TV, but, you know, it's always good to have a second and a third option. Yeah. How do you feel when, peop- when you hear people sing your songs? Do you think you're more like, overly critical, or how, how do you find that? Uh, no, I, to be honest with you, if people start singing Westlife, I'm like, and some they play a lot of Westlife in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I will notice immediately, even if it's, it's just an instrumental. I will just, I just recognise our own music because I've, you know, heard them a billion times. But um, 
like I'll be sitting at home just chilling and all of a sudden I'm like oh that's my voice <laughs> <laughs> you know it's pretty that's cool I mean you know yeah. um, it's always been good even in the Ticket West Live if we were driving down the road and our song came on the radio or whatever um, we'd all love it you know well, we've yeah. never lost that love for doing doing this you know it's been our dream and we haven't just achieved our dreams like right okay what's next we love living right in that moment mm. all of us and so yeah I still get very excited I mean obviously you're still performing quite a lot and you're going on tour with Mariah Carey aren't you yes <laughs> um, yeah I mean so I've always been a big Mariah Carey fan um, I'm very very excited about that it's a dream come true for me because I've always wanted to do a Christmas record as well and I'm doing a Christmas EP um, that coincides with these gigs and also what songs are going to be on it um, well they're all kind of we're putting the finishing touches to it so I mean put it this way you're going to see a lot of it. I don't have time and I don't think anyone with a Christmas record I mean respect to Sia who's had a lot longer than me to put her record together anyway but the point being she's releasing a full album of original Christmas songs mm. and that's great you know but probably going to take three or four years for people to even learn those songs because Christmas is kind of a, quite a small window mm-hmm. so I certainly didn't want to go and spend months writing Christmas songs I didn't have time anyway because it was sort of slightly later in the day than normal um, when it all kind of came together and so it's going to be standard Christmas songs but ones that I love I'm not just going to pick the top five most popular songs I've gone through hundreds of songs and picked the ones that I feel will best suit my voice and um, it's it's definitely sort of soul gospel and jazz tinged when I say jazz I mean sort of sort of Jules Holland Amy Winehouse kind of it's got a touch of the Michael Bublé feel to it without being like rap pack it's more sort of um, more sort of jazz soul um there's a couple of up-tempos on there that's very exciting and I've, I've got loads of like I've got a horn section um, I've got backing singers got a little mini gospel choir going on so it's going to be um, a bit of everything I've tried not to go for the complete and other stereotypical ones the obvious ones yeah but in saying that the songs are all I think pretty much all well known to everyone there's yeah. one that people there's one 50% of people will know straight away and the other 50% won't but I'm hoping the fact that it's such a beautiful uh, it's, I, I mean I can't believe I didn't even know it before I started doing research there about six months ago um, Oh, I'll just tell you it's called River by Joni Mitchell mm-hmm. and um, it's not even like you know it's, it doesn't have Christmas all through the lyrics it says Christmas like once or whatever but yeah. it's a, just a beautiful song I mean I've fallen completely in love with it it's such a beautiful piano ballad um, but yeah so that's the only one that people might not know some people will some people won't but the rest of them are all standards you know but done in my own sort of style I'm excited to hear it thank you I'll probably get one sent over when it's all wrapped up in and, a couple of weeks <laughs> and, uh, yeah what, what do you think it's going to be like to, to tour with Mariah then it's going to be great I mean you know hopefully um, if the previous experiences are anything to go by she's got a big sort of touring family on the road and like it's pretty much the same people she's had you know from way back when we worked with her before um, and you know, we all kind of remember each other and know each other, and I'm friends on Facebook with them and stuff like that. So, um, Mariah even on Facebook. No, not, no, not Mariah, not Mariah. I'm, I'm talking about her, talking about her team, her crew, the backing singers and stuff. But um, yeah, so apart from Mariah herself, I'll be seeing a lot of people that I haven't seen in, in yeah. years. Yeah, that'd be nice. um, and also, you know, it's going to be good to see her too because um, she's great. Basically, it's. I mean, when it comes to kind of Christmas. Um, she kind of is the queen of Christmas and you know she has the massive song and her album and I know these shows are going to be I know they're kind of I don't think they're 
like I think the, the tickets flew out the door I think there's a lot of people that are going to be very excited because she's never actually brought the Christmas songs to the UK before she's done tours and stuff here but um, it's going to be the first time she's brought the Christmas thing and I think she's got her whole she's got a whole sort of slightly different set of fans for that Christmas album yeah. than she does for her other stuff so um, I'm going to be very excited to perform for that crowd you know definitely and um, going back to X Factor and speaking of live performances mm. there's going to be less live shows this year isn't there how many T- 10 cut down to 6 ok mm. yeah well I mean you know I th- I think personally over the years you know the, the the format of the show has become so familiar to people that you could be at risk of people sitting at home knowing what's going to happen next every time and, and that takes away a bit of the spontaneity and the mm. excitement so I think that these little changes that they make and every year they, they change something up yeah um, and I think these little changes just keep people on the edge of their seat and it stops that kind of th- they're familiar to, to the point where they know what's going to happen next and that's kind of not very exciting so um, changing stuff up is good really you know I probably if it was me running the show which it obviously isn't but if it was <laughs> I would pr- no but I would probably consider the idea of not doing the six chair thing again because um, I was brutal. sitting I was it's sitting with it quite a lot it is brutal you know but I suppose the music industry is brutal but mm. more because I was sitting watching with quite a big group of people the other day and it was good TV you know but I think even the people all around me they all sort of knew that even though they don't get the chair everyone was like oh he's definitely going to bring her back and then yeah. he did bring her back yeah. you know so it's probably one of the things that maybe next year mightn't be there you know yeah, especially um, like Louis was really dramatic, wasn't it? His sixth. Yeah, but they they even announced before it happened that it was going to be dramatic because because they it knew. Is, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I think so with, with, for the kid with crutches, with crutches yeah, who had to go off. Go off yeah. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. So he went off and then they brought him back and yeah. then they kicked him out and then I don't feel. Yeah. They were going hurry up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, crutches? especially with the broken foot, you know. Never mind. Just seeing how much he cares about it make sure that he's really really wants it badly you know yeah but I think it's going to be a good series though it's been really exciting so well, far I'll be very honest uh, Louis well the bo- all, all the lads are like genuinely very very talented there's mm. a very exciting bunch of solo males in there yeah um, and in general there's like it's it, every year you think right you know what can they do this year that's going to be different and everything but as I said earlier, the, the difference is there's always a new bunch of people and you're always mm. going to see that exciting person and you're, there's always going to be someone that everyone's like shouting at the TV going, how the hell did they get through, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting this year. And as I said, particularly some of the, the male solo guys, um, I think we're probably the best category. Yeah. Well, it is going to be good to watch, and you'll have to share your thoughts with her on the rest of the series. Absolutely, yeah, no, I, I watch it all the time. You know, I probably should be a bit more vocal on Twitter and stuff about my opinions, but <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with anyone. No, <laughs> you don't want to. Yeah, it's very him. close to home for me because we know everybody on that show. So. Of course. But, uh, no, Mark, it's been absolutely lovely chatting to you. Thanks Thank you so for having me. Yeah, for absolutely. Yeah, I'll come in again sometime. And uh, best of luck with Mariah. Yeah, very excited about that. It's going to be a very exciting Christmas this year, and I'm in a great place, and I'm happy and busy. And Yeah. Yeah, so. Are you going to have your own diva demands to try and let out diva Mariah? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you've given me that idea, yeah, I might just yeah. do something to shake things up a do little it. bit. <laughs> no, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me. Don't forget, every week we talk about all of our favourite TV shows and you can find all the episodes that we've done so far on iTunes and Audio Boom. Don't forget to give us a subscribe and leave a little comment. Let us know what you think and what shows you want us to talk about. <laughs>